As Earth Keepers, we hold wisdom about our planet within our bodies learned through lifetimes of experience on Earth and throughout the cosmos. I'm Amy Dempster, a shamanic practitioner and your host for the Earth Keepers podcast, and I'm on a journey to reconnect with my soul family, the other Earth Keepers, grid workers, portal tenders, land stewards, and nature lovers around the world. On this podcast, you won't find gurus or dogma, just a safe space where I share personal stories from my spiritual journey. Hello and welcome to the first official episode of the Earth Keepers podcast. I'm so happy you've joined me on this journey and thought it might be a good idea to start with some basics. The foundation of my work and what I'll be talking about here on the podcast is communicating with nature, or as I call them, the spirits of the land. But who are the spirits of the land? Basically, they're energies in our environment who are connected in some way with the energy of the earth or a particular piece of land. Some of them we can see with our eyes, like plants and animals, trees and mountains and crystals. Some we're more likely to see in our mind's eye during meditation or with one of our other intuitive senses. They're very much real. They just exist in another dimension that's layered on top of the one that we live in. Spirits like fairies and gnomes, Bigfoot, star beings, and even the ancestors who lived on the land long ago. And I promise you, they all have opinions about the place they inhabit, which happens to be the same place you inhabit. So it's worth getting to know them. When you work in partnership with these spirits, the feel and energy of your home, your neighborhood, and entire community will begin to shift. Old energy and trauma can be cleared from the land, and you'll begin to see and feel the magic these beings can create. Over the years, I've shared lots of stories on my blog of my trial and error method of talking to these spirits. I mean, for a decade, I meditated, read books, listened to podcasts, journaled, and stood frozen staring at any number of animals or birds that crossed my path thinking, what are you saying to me? Have you been there too? I'm betting you have because I get plenty of messages from people saying that they're doing the same thing, but nothing is happening. So I totally get it. I was there for a long time. But once I learned the language of nature, the world around me was suddenly so much more alive. I wish someone had just given me some simple instructions when I started to help me along this path. So I'm going to share the simple steps I figured out and still practice to interact with the natural world. So here's my five simple steps that I use to communicate with nature. Step number one is just to slow down. This was a message that took me a long time to hear and integrate into my daily life. In fact, it was some pine trees in my neighborhood that taught me this trick. Because nature vibrates at a different frequency than we do. If you're walking through a forest at the same speed that you walk through the grocery store, you're not going to be able to absorb much. You won't feel the subtle changes in the atmosphere or hear a bird chirp at you to get your attention. Start going for a walk outside, alone, every day, or as often as possible. 
it's very difficult to be with someone else and take in the subtlety in your surroundings. You'll be tempted to make conversation with your walking partner. So put your phone on silent or do not disturb so you don't get interrupted by a call or a text. And walk as slowly and deliberately as possible. If it normally takes you 15 minutes to walk around your block, make it 30 minutes. Stop. Look at anything that catches your attention and listen intently. Depending on your neighborhood, this might be easier to do in a park or on a trail where there's fewer distractions. And if this is difficult for you, I would suggest spending about 10 minutes meditating before you go walking. Ideally, you need to shift your brain from the place where it is very alert and awake to more of a calm and relaxed state. If you meditate regularly, this is probably pretty simple for you to do. If not, try something like binaural beats, listening to them to relax your brain first, and then go for your walk. Step number two is to tune into and trust your senses. We have at least five senses that we use to relate to the world around us. Much of our human communication, at least when we're in person or on video, relies on body language. Trees and plants and rivers and mountains don't have the ability to communicate with you in this way. So we have to learn to sense their communication in ways that may not feel as natural to us. They're speaking a foreign language that we have to learn. And we all have the ability to do this, but some of our senses are more developed than others. For instance, you may easily hear messages in your head. It probably sounds like your own voice, so you likely dismiss it as random chatter or simply having a conversation with yourself. But it may actually be a message from your spirit guides, or it may be a tree saying, hey, you, look over here. You may also sense communication from the spirits, a warmness in your heart, a flutter in your stomach, or pressure in your head. You may receive visual messages or see auras. You can even sense messages through smell like I do. Even if you think these things have never happened to you before, they probably have and you just haven't noticed. This is precisely why slowing down is so important. We can so easily dismiss the incredibly gentle ways that the natural world is interacting and communicating with us. Once you tune into your senses, you'll need to decide to trust them. Because of the subtleness of nature's communication, it is very easy to just decide that you didn't get the message you thought you did. So don't discount your intuition or your initial reaction. When you first start practicing, write down the things you perceive and Don't try to figure them out or judge them in any way. Over time, you'll learn to trust the feedback when you start noticing patterns. I typically hear messages in my right ear, for instance. They have a bit of a different quality than me just having a conversation with myself in my head. But it did take me a while to figure that out. So now when I hear something in my right ear, I immediately pay attention because I know it's a direct communication. Step number three is to ask permission. Just like you would ask a friend first if you can stop by and visit and then knock before going in, you should check to see if a tree or a plant or a rock even wants to communicate with you before just chatting away with them. Some genuinely don't have any interest in talking to humans or helping you out. That's okay. Just move on. 
but do respect their boundaries. This goes for entering a natural area as well. After you get out of your car or walk out your front door, but before beginning your nature walk, pause, close your eyes, take a few deep breaths and ground your energy. And then simply say in your mind that you'd like to communicate with the spirits of the place on your walk today and ask if you have their permission. And then wait. Unless you get an immediate exuberant response, which sometimes happens, it will likely be very quiet. This is when you take a moment to tune into your senses and give it at least a minute. A full 60 seconds sometimes feels like an eternity in our fast-paced life, so don't rush, just wait. Permission could feel like a warm feeling in your heart. You could notice that a breeze kicks up, or a sudden memory pops into your head, or it could be as direct as a voice saying, sure, come on in. And I should mention that some nature spirits will test you to see what your intentions are before fully trusting you. You may not realize that's what's happening, so pay attention to opportunities to help when you're out in nature. We humans have the benefit of arms and legs that allow us to do easy but important things like picking up trash. When I first started going on daily walks to communicate with nature, I was getting a message that I needed to pick up trash while I was out walking but I would regularly forget to bring a trash bag with me. Sometimes I'd try to reason with the voice in my head saying, ah, I forgot a bag. I'm so sorry. I promise to come back later and pick up garbage. And every single time I would do that, a bag would appear on my path. So for months, I picked up trash on my walks, scampering down embankments to pick up a beer can or untangling a piece of plastic from tree branches. Over time, my efforts were rewarded. I began finding feathers on nearly every walk, typically right next to an especially difficult piece of garbage to reach. Then one evening when I was traveling for work in a big city, I was walking back to my hotel after dark and I heard a street tree say, come over here. I totally stopped in my tracks and thought, did I really hear that? So I walked closer to the tree and immediately saw what it needed. There was an empty bottle of booze leaning against the trunk of the tree, clearly annoying the tree. I laughed out loud, picked it up, and threw it away, but apparently my reputation with the trees had preceded me. So step number four is to ask questions. Now that you're in the right energetic vibration to communicate and have asked for permission, you may begin asking questions. It's probably easier to start with yes or no questions as the answers will be easier for you to perceive. You can certainly ask personal questions that you'd like answers to, but if you've decided to work with one particular tree or plant, you might want to start with asking questions about itself, just as you would get to know a new friend. If it's a tree I'm talking to, I'll usually put my hands on the trunk or sit on the ground and lean against the tree as it's sometimes easier to communicate that way. Every tree or plant has a different energy, and the more you talk to them, the more comfortable you'll get with their different communication styles. When I was visiting the Olympic National Park in Washington State a few years ago, I learned that the sword ferns have a sense of humor. They made jokes and laughed, both with me and at me. I'd never experienced that before, but there were so many of them, and each one I stopped and interacted with had something funny to say. So it's just their communication style. Also, keep in mind that the larger and older something is, like a mountain or a rock, the quieter and deeper the communication is. 
I would recommend starting with trees and plants first so you don't get frustrated. Most of them are so happy that someone is talking to them that they are eager to chat. Just remember to tune into your senses to hear them. And you may not understand what they're telling you all at once. Sometimes it takes me weeks or months to put together a specific message they want me to hear. This is moving at the speed of nature. And finally, step number five is to say thank you. This probably goes without saying, but always say thank you and offer gratitude to the natural world for communicating and sharing their wisdom with you. You can also ask the tree or plant spirits if there's something you could offer to show your thanks. It could be some water or a song, or it could be picking up trash. Try your best to honor their requests. Now that you know the basics about communicating with nature, the most important thing to do is practice. Every time you step outside, you can take a few minutes to connect and say hello. The more often you interact, the easier it will be to hear and trust the messages you receive. I've learned so many valuable lessons in my human life by talking with the incredibly wise non-humans that we share the earth with. So once again, here are my five simple steps to communicate with nature that you can repeat over and over as you practice. Number one, slow down. Number two, tune into and trust your senses. Number three, ask for permission. Number four, ask questions. And finally, number five, say thank you. I've created three free meditations to help you practice these skills. A walking meditation that you can take on a walk and help you slow down and tune into your surroundings. And then a series of writing or drawing prompts to help you connect with your senses and trust your intuition. And finally, a guided meditation to connect with the energy of a tree of your choosing. The link to download these meditations is in the show notes or on my website at earthkeeperspodcast.com. And I can't wait to hear about your experiences with the spirits of the land in your neighborhood. I'd love to hear from you about your experiences. Now get outside and chat with the tree and I'll see you back here next week. Thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to the Earth Keepers podcast. I'm so honored to share this journey with you. I would love it if you join me and other Earth Keepers from around the world in the Following Hawks Earth Keepers community on Facebook. To find the show notes, additional resources, or learn more about working with me, go to earthkeeperspodcast.com. Until next time, I'll see you in the multiverse.